I can decide this for myself. Like, this is a big deal for me to just like decide this for myself of like, I'm not going to pick my type and I'm not going to just like, because we're back on the podcast, put myself back through rigorous Enneagram thinking when it doesn't feel useful to me right now. It doesn't feel like helpful to me. Everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Scott. And I'm Mace. Welcome to episode 144. Ooh, I'm bad at math. So I don't know how many Enneagram episodes we've done. In oh. addition to the Blitz, five divided by 145. 145 divided by five? That would be like 1920 episodes between 19 and 20. 19 plus the Blitz? Yeah, the Blitz. Which the is blitz, five the episodes. Blitz, the, blitz. the five episodes. Somewhere in the ballpark of 25 episodes on the Enneagram, which each episode tends to skew two hours. So 25 times two, 50 hours of Enneagram talk alone on this podcast. Yeah, which th- let's be honest, that means so much. How in, much internal in thinking and external talking about this thing called the Enneagram. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's like a, it's like it's another person in our relationship. Oh, you know? it's true. Yeah. That is a really, it's an important thing. It's, it's honestly like a, tr- a trinity within our relationship yeah. is us and the Enneagram. Yeah, which maybe we need to like, and we've done it. Everybody, welcome to No Small Thing. Yeah. Uh, if you're new, we are a curiosity podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you just clicked on this because you saw the Enneagram and you're like, what the heck is this? We've been talking about it for years uh, and we did a blitz and it was starting the new year and we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. We were very excited. New year, new plans like making plans. And we said, let's do this freaking blitz. And when we say blitz, we mean a blitz of interviews yeah. with Enneagram teachers, Enneagram speakers. And we speakers. released them all in one week. Yes. We recorded them all over a month and released them all in one week. We OD'd. We for sure OD'd because <laughs> I feel like if we were an Enneagram podcast that wasn't us, like, <laughs> what am I trying to say here? Mm. I feel like sometimes people are Enneagram podcasts and mostly it's like interviewing people and like, hey, come on in and tell me this information about the Enneagram. But because we're us and we're, maybe call it selfish, call it, that's what we do here is be introspective. We did the blitz and took it personally. Mm-hmm. We went down the route of what are our types? Mm-hmm. And because the first step of it was somebody questioning our types, my type. Mm, my so- type. So it, it our types my type. <laughs> we overdid it, but I feel like we mostly overdid it because we also threw ourselves into it. Yeah, like our our actual well beings and types and all that, all that jazz. We did it. We threw ourselves into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you say you threw in a little more than I did? Even oh, I think a hundred percent. I think we both know. I got. I don't think. I think I threw myself in. I think I also got completely carried away. Was just like swept up into a raging river of Enneagram chaos. We are a less certain, more curious podcast, and less I certain have, than ever. I have been yeah less certain than ever around the Enneagram mm-hmm. and myself. As a recap, another additional recap, even for listeners, I've been watching My Hero Academia recently. Side note, which is a great uh, anime, 
and they do a lot of recaps. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, another big recap. It's like a recap episode. And they do it sort of creatively where it's not like just replaying scenes. But you're like back to what happened. Students are like at, in the classroom recapping things. And then if they're showing the scenes, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is another recap. Like every 10 episodes, it's like a recap. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm really understanding where the story's going. <laughs> <laughs> How we got here. So, um, yeah, we, uh, Mace in particular, has always been on this podcast talking about being a four. Mm-hmm. That's just almost our brand. A five and a four a five podcast. five and a four podcast. So yeah, we started doing Enneagram episodes and we had already been working with the Enneagram for like a year each. Mm-hmm. So we were like, yeah, we know our types and like explored our types yeah. aggressively on this podcast Yep, as yep. a four and a five. As a four and a five. And we did an interview with Big Hormone Enneagram, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a a, a podcast. They're out there. Big hormone Enneagram. It is a podcast. It's a great podcast. And I don't know. I, I, think it's I, a good, I, I think it's a great podcast. Okay. Okay. Great. It has officially a great podcast. I I have big emotions about a po- that podcast, which is sort of goals for me in a way. Cause That's I'm sort what makes of, it kind of a great podcast. Yeah. They They're are provocative. They are provocative. They're big they, hormone. They, they poked the bear mm-hmm. for sure. They poked and poke. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we came in, thinking we were very confident in our types. So we thought it would be like a confirmation of our types. I was a little sketch, but yeah. like, oh, okay. Cause I had been listening to them okay. and they're like aggressively, like people are out there mistyping as fours. So they have a big campaign. Hashtag not hashtag a four. Not a four. And kind hashtag of hashtag not a five. Not a five. Yeah. So they were out to get us. Yeah. <laughs> they a did. four and a five podcast. Oh, yeah, these right. people. No way. <laughs> Um, which they might have gotten us. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they did. So I think that's the thing is I, we had this, I guess we're, yeah, we are recapping here and we're going to do a general check-in, but like we had this one episode that was pre-Blitz that we titled Not a Four, which was half the episode was just a full t- like typing session with me mm-hmm. and kind of unpacking if I was a four, but it really was like you were not a four, you're a nine by the end. Well, they um, came in right at the right off the bat. I think we're like, we don't think you're a four. Right, they <laughs> came in really quickly with that, and and then you're like, well, here's why I'm a four, and they're like, well, that's a nine. Yeah, and like, well, here's why I'm a four. Well, that's a nine. What? <laughs> yeah, it was really disorienting. But I'm a social four. Yeah, that's what. Uh, that's not that's what a social not what four it does. Is. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um, and so, I being someone who. <laughs> It's interesting because some of these things that are about me, I'm like, this seems like a nine quality. It's like mm. I I get like swallowed into things or swept mm. up in things mm-hmm. for whatever it's worth. And maybe one wing nine. I know, I know. Ooh. We're not we we'll get to it. Thinky face. Thinky <laughs> face. <laughs> yeah, lots of thinky faces for this episode <laughs> and shoulder shrug yeah. emojis. Um I got swept up in them in that moment mm-hmm. and this typing and it was really disorienting. It took me like down a spiral. And while that was happening, I also was entering into this quarter of school that was like, literally our professors were like, we've been leading up to lament. And this is a quarter of lamenting. Oh boy. Right so, in the middle of winter in Seattle. Yeah. Great. So, so I say just, that for summer. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But I think, I mean, it kind of, it, it matches yeah. it. Like it was the right call in a lot of ways, but I feel like I, with this disorienting typing, and also just learning a lot in school and like having a lot of personal inner work happening at school just got very, whatever, I don't know the right word. Mm. Like I felt just so beaten up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so beaten up by mm-hmm. the experience. Mm-hmm. And like 
it was really sad and kind of scary and disorienting, like having these people come in and in like 45 minutes, I go from like thinking I have like a pretty good sense of myself and I know myself to maybe I haven't known myself at all. And Mm. I've like let these two people tell me that and convince me. Mm -hmm. So it's like both this reckoning of my number and then also just like the experience of these like voices coming in and me just kind of allowing that, like that Mm -hmm. was a strange thing to slowly reflect on too Mm -hmm. for me. So then we did the blitz and I like by the end, if people listened to our last episode was like tired, yeah, tired and excited to be done. Very excited to be done. Yeah. So we've been, time has flown. I don't think it has. Oh really? Yeah. I feel like just yesterday the fast started. I, I you feel don't. like it's been a long time that you've been fasting. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. And yet you don't feel excited to talk about the Enneagram. Yeah. Yet I don't <laughs> like, yet I'm like, Oh, but it could go on longer. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess as a, this, this is kind of what we used to do old school, like sort of table of contents, you know, we're going to mm-hmm. do, we're going to continue to check in mm-hmm. about where we are with the Enneagram. Then we're going to try to do it in a funny way, like a bit of a journey. Like this was for you all and for us. Like to be like, what happened? How did we get here? What is the Enneagram to us? Right. How did we start? Right. Hopefully that'll be interesting. We'll make it interesting. We'll make it snappy. We're not going <laughs> to make it snappy. You know, we always love to do a journey here. We do. And which includes a repentance. Scott, Scott want me to put this in the notes. It's a journey and then a repentance. Yeah. Re- <laughs> journeys, journey per parentheses, repentance. <laughs> <laughs> Um, more than ever. I feel like we always have moments of repentance. Yeah, it's true. Um, and then we're going to explore what we're thinking these days about our types. So if you're a listener to the podcast and are at all interested in that sort of thing, um, sometimes people have said our podcast is self-indulgent and I say, yes, it is. Here we are. So that's what we do. And then I guess we'll wrap with where we're headed in terms of, we're going to look at you at all. Maybe if you're vibing, I think it just will depend <laughs> on my mood. Okay. <laughs> so maybe, or maybe okay. not everyone. And then how are we concluding? I, I feel where like we're heading? where we're headed. Like what's uh, going to happen. We have some for plans. The pod. We have some plans with the podcast. Brace so yourself. Get ready. Trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's do like 10 minutes of more, a few more bits of checking. Okay. Okay. What do you want to check in about? Um, I, I would be very curious to hear about a little bit more, for the sake of the listeners and for me, how this sort of confluence, this perfect storm of Enneagram blitz and Mm -hmm. being in school for being a therapist, Mm -hmm. five, five classes Mm -hmm. impacted you yeah, and where you're at currently. Cause you're still in the middle of it. You're like in the middle of this crazy quarter with papers looming. Yeah. And you're overwhelmed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. I'm feeling, okay, I will know. I'm feeling a lot less overwhelmed in the past like week. But um, yeah, it's, it's been, that's, that's a fun question. Um, You might wake up tomorrow overwhelmed. No, it's true. (laughs) I say that now. Scott's like, okay, (laughs) Moose. It's hard to describe, but this, this quarter has just been filled with, it's both filled with lots of information. So it's like, oh, you know, like academic information and language and all these things. But the thing that I think that makes it very exhausting or has made it this like perfect storm in the sense is like, it's information and language that all of a sudden puts so much information and language to your experience Mm -hmm. and to who you are and to your childhood and to just, your 
shortcomings, mm-hmm. your all the things that make you tick, all the things that like are the external forces, the internal forces. There's just so much for me now to work with. Mm-hmm. It's like you learn about the concept of interjection. Now, you know, it's even more and you realize how big it is and how important it is. You learn about the concept of mind mapping. It's like, oh my gosh, now I have to think about my four-year-old self to my 12-year-old self. Oh my gosh, you think about the concept of like yeah. transference. Whoa. And Whoa. <laughs> I'm I'm just listening. It's just like all, all these words swirling in your brain and like healing modalities. And I'm in a class right now that's like a class where you literally share childhood stories and like practice listening Mm. to each other and like practice paying attention to yourself and to your inner dynamics and to the whole thing. And again, with all of this language, it's just like a lot of really intentional listening. And then I think- And and like vulnerability. Just so much vulnerability. And then like on top of that, like papers, like, and we're supposed to, in a lot of ways in my program, it's, very personal like mm-hmm. it's we're really encouraged to take things down the personal route um we started this class out recently with this like quote of like you need to make it about yourself enough to where it won't be about yourself mm. and Mm-mm-mm-mm. so it's like this is this this is the part of the the program where it is about myself mm. it's right it's right. getting to know all that makes me who i am the good, the bad, the ugly, all these pieces and like really turning the lens onto that. So I'm having all of these, this stuff, all this new language to know myself while also people are like, and you fit into this box of the Enneagram. And like, mm, <laughs> it's, this, like, what? it's like these really like particular patterns and it's like, oh my gosh, the Enneagram, the Enneagram, I'm like, no, I cannot even begin to think about that Yeah. while I'm like preparing to think about like, sharing these like really vulnerable pieces of my story to my classmates. And I'm going to have to do that. And like, I'm writing a paper about like the particularity of the transgender experience Mm. and like healing modalities. I'm like, I can't also be like concerned about my Enneagram type while this is happening. And it's like, sometimes the things don't line up right now Mm. with it. Like, I'm like, how the Enneagram was really helpful, but, I feel like because it's like this interesting like pop psychology where like lay people just like have this tool and it's all this language. But I'm like, I don't think the Enneagram was the depth. It doesn't, I think it can get to the depth of the human psyche, but I'm like, it's kind of limited Mm. in Mm. what it's covering. I feel like Mm. Like, hot takes, hot takes. Is this Enneagram hot takes? (laughs) Is that what's (laughs) happening? We have an episode called Enneagram Hot Takes. I just think I'm like, whoa, I'm learning things that are really helpful, like yeah. a lot more helpful than the Enneagram's been, uh, you know? Yep, yep. And so I think that's this interesting thing of Enneagram was really helpful, but right now, what? This is a classic mace. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, uh... Like sort of an air of pretentiousness once you've moved on for something like oh the enneagram and then someday like object relations yeah right you know I've learned about oh yeah my union phase you know that's true oh my gosh you're so right it's yeah no that's that's a that's a real call out and it's probably <laughs> true. <laughs> 
That's just how I'm feeling. Like, I just think I'm, I can't, it's fair. I can't hold it and everything else that I'm holding right now, honestly. I feel it. It's just I don't, I don't too f- much. I don't feel it how you feel it, but I definitely, I, I feel like I empathize, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like I'm watching it and see it and I'm like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, I, when I was doing my master's degree, it was theology and there was a few psychology classes, but like, I, I guess just to, just to go a little deeper on this for the audience, it's like you're, you're being asked almost daily to go hard on yourself in terms of vulnerability and self-exploration and making space for others mm-hmm. all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And then, and then going to bed and prepping for another big day of the same thing, <laughs> you know? And it's like, a big thing. And this, I could, I could absolutely get in your headspace and be like, Enneagram? Like what? No, there's just not room. There's just not room in my brain. It's like, even if I had time, it's like, I can't, I also feel like because I've just used the Enneagram, maybe that's where this, like, I I hear you and you're saying that you're pretentious because I think it is there a little Mm. bit like, but it is, I'm like learning new different words and it's like, Oh, it's really helpful to have these different words. And I still have the Enneagram words. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like we've, we've and like studied the Enneagram a lot for just like people out here who are like into the Enneagram. So it's like, there will always be more to discover about the Enneagram, but it's like, I'm having fun and learning a lot through exploring lots of other means of yes. like psychic mapping or personalities or like mm-hmm. ways in which you come to who you are. Placeholders for potential future episodes. Yeah, yeah. totally. So yeah, that's, that's the, that's the combo for me, I guess. This is the, this is the hard thing with academia. And I, I, I would consider, I, I, I would want to consider myself in the realm of academia. I think you, you have are. a master's degree. I'm not, I'm not pursuing a PhD, although that seems like something I'd be interested in someday. But, um, I like academia. And then when I was in that context, I was in between two worlds and it's much more nuanced than this. I'm creating a binary here, but I, I vibed with what Ashan said about his experience in seminary. Hmm. So you go to seminary and it's like, Oh, I think we're all here to learn about the Bible. Yeah. You know, and really dig into this stuff. Yeah. And you're now in class with people who are obviously just there to get the degree and move on. So they can just go be pastors. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Very not interested in this. You know, they're getting the assignment done and moving on yeah. going about their lives. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. but did you read this thing? But is this yeah. not changing you? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have people who are so serious. Yeah. And so academic about it all. And th- this is this is where I'm getting a little bit like slightly frustrated, maybe is the word. Cause at the time I was sort of in the heart of my seminary experience, maybe you could say like eight years ago. There was this thing of like eye roll to Rob Bell. Yeah. And it's like, okay, <laughs> I rolled a raw bell. It's, it's like what I did with my Instagram account today. I post a really out of context, Audrey Lord quote. And what I'm trying to say is it's a gateway. Mm-hmm. This is not the end all be all. If you're like, well, that's oversimplifying Audrey Lord. It's like, yeah, but hopefully it invites you in to look more into Audrey Lord and this concept of emotions. But you know, Rob Bell's talking about love wins and questioning our, you know, theology on heaven and hell and the afterlife. And it's like, well, that's a very incomplete book. We know people at our seminary that could write much better. And like, of course, of course, this is just getting people interested. Yeah. You know, I think same way with Enneagram. It's like Enneagram could be a gateway to exploring defense mechanisms or transference or object relations or, and it's like, yeah, of course, of course, nothing. Like we don't have to worry about 
You know, it's like an entry point or a doorway or I'm not, I'm not pushing back on you. No, no. I mean, I get there. I get that way too. Well, no. And I think that you're right. Like, I think we said this in the last episode. We like, I'm like, I wouldn't be in school for the pod. And in a lot of ways I just wouldn't be, I would not be quite as into the path of psychology or like at this place without the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. Like I've, the Enneagram has taught me so, so much, like a shocking <laughs> amount. I mean, just literally the phrase. Introjection. Uh, introjection. Literally the phrase without judgment, without excuse. Mm-hmm. It's changed my life. Mm-hmm. Like that, that in itself is, you like to say a price for admission. Yeah. Like yeah. that that's right there. That's the price of admission. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's it right there. Um, that's such a cheesy dad line too, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm love to say it. Um, okay. Uh, how are you doing? Because mm. I feel like you, you first off, like, our blitz explored you more than me. Mm, right. Like once, My once turn. I, once I was <laughs> not a four, I was too beat up. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 no longer going to be out mm-hmm. here and figuring out my type. But you were like really figuring it out because mm-hmm. it wasn't quite as like, oh, I've become, I am this other type. It was like, I don't know. And everyone kept telling you different things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, I think this is the thing. It's like, oh gosh, I have too many thoughts. You know, it's like our podcast hopefully is an example of this. Um, this idea of like getting on with life, whatever that means, like mm-hmm. that, that somehow in some contexts and cultures or not cultures, uh, context, you know, conversation is a side note to the, the main thing, which is what uh, enjoying yourselves, watching a show, mm-hmm. playing a game. I don't know. Like what, to me, I'm like, what's better than this? Converse, like conversation is the centerpiece. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes I can get tired. You know, sometimes right. I just need to veg out and right. watch a show, but like it has been my experience in life that people are sort of like, you know, timing me mm. as I'm talking. I'm like, mm. okay, we'll give you 20 minutes to have this conversation, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I feel like there's a lot on the line. We, we should be having these conversations, <laughs> but like you learn as you go. So, um, you, you know, making, I made a post about emotions about Audrey Lord today, which intrigued me. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea she said something along the lines of our emotions are our best path to knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I understand what she's saying. Some people don't. I mean, it's really triggering to some people like, whoa, objective facts, emotions are Trump facts. I'm like, I don't think that's what she's saying. I think um, we need to attend to our emotions to learn about ourselves. Well, yeah. And they're speaking to us. They have a lot of truth in them. Yeah. But it's not easy. Right. Well, and it's like, we need help to understand our emotions. Mm-hmm. It's not like, Oh, a flippant, like, Oh, your emotions, you just know it. But it's like, we can attend and pay attention and be right. thoughtful around them. Yes. Yes. You're saying it. So we struck out, uh, having conversations about my type and now we are confused. Yeah. And I'm confused and I have not been thinking about it until the last three or four days. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think we had, I think we've already mentioned this, but we had to push past some, some pride. You know, it's like, oh man, it's really crappy that I have to admit that I'd actually not entirely sure about my Enneagram type. And this whole time I haven't known. And I've got Mm -hmm. these big episodes where I'm popping off about being a five. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a weird thing to name. Yeah. You're like, yep. (laughs) And then I'm like, well, I don't know myself and that's okay. And I do know myself. Right. It's this complicated yeah. thing of like, I know myself mm-hmm. also, maybe there's pieces of me I don't know mm-hmm. and I'm not seeing what like takes two to know one, mm-hmm. like not sure. Yeah. So I hear, here's a thought. Here's a thought. Here comes a thought. As 
as you move along in life, <laughs> just talking generalities here, you know, you, you start to get on the outer edges of something. I feel like in certain ways with, and now we, I like that we can talk about this in a shorthand way, beloved arise, our mm-hmm. youth group rebel. Um, we're out on the edges of something now, Christianity and what Christians in the, in, in the, on the planet currently are doing with the queer community. Mm-hmm. We're on the edges. And when you get to the edges of like theology and Enneagram, it's like, <laughs> it's almost like, um, what's that movie with Jim Carrey? The Truman show. Have you seen that? Oh, I have seen it. It's a great one. So, you know, he, I love Jim Carrey. It's a fake world quotes whatever but like you know he gets in his sailboat and towards the end he gets out to the outer like limits the, and wall. Hits the wall and to a certain sense it's kind of like what we did with beatrice chestnut and suzanne stabile it's mm. like these are the gurus mm. we got in our boat and we mm-hmm. hit the wall and it's like mm. well beatrice doesn't know suzanne doesn't know they're smart and and they have some expertise but i'm like i am sort of mildly concerned with the way Beatrice just accepted that I was a five. Like, sounds like you're five. Fine, let's move on. And the whole, uh, we said, let's talk about mistyping. Today. Okay, here's mistyping. And let's make sure I didn't mistype. So, I know you guys went down the path. Uh-huh, and she's like, I think you're five. Yeah. You're very, and Suzanne was like, I think you're five. I don't know if it's like both of them are twos and are eager to please or what, but like, it, it could be that I'm a five. I'm not sensing that well, I'm a five. And ben, and ben and Big Hormone were like, Ben no. was like, let's, Ben really explored it. I feel like mm-hmm. of, of all our interviews, totally. Ben was the most like, let's be very open around yeah. it. And we don't have to figure it out right yeah. now. Big Hormone was like, you're a six. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I, well hardly asking me any questions. They just yeah. did it based on what they noticed about my demeanor. Right, right. They do like a very much more like we're typing you yeah. energy. <sighs> Which, uh, you know, coming up we'll say i think what they might have been noticing me assuming as six was maybe a two maybe we'll a see. two <laughs> um so yeah i think my reflection is in our journey we got to this wall where we got to the end we i mean beatrice it, beatrice in her book is like as far as it goes for me i don't know i don't i'm sure there's deeper stuff mm-hmm. but we got to as far as we knew at that point mm-hmm. i think big hormone people are looking at some deeper stuff right well i mean they're looking at like ancient teachings and gertief right. and naranjo right. and feel like folks like deeper. that and we yeah. looked at naranjo but i've never read original gertiefian yeah which actually <laughs> they don't they don't really use naranjo actually the more no, i think about it they, 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 they're more i think Gertrief. they turn up their nose at naranjo and they do a chazo which i think what they would say as students of the enneagram is like that's my that might be in their opinion where things kind of went awry i think so naranjo. yeah which i mean is fascinating because naranjo is kind of an interesting figure who like put it in the dsm and like tried to fit it into like these kind of more tight molds mm-hmm. i mean in many ways but you know chazo is pretty weird right i feel like in a lot of ways the enneagram isn't like is it even real well we're gonna tell this is even real but i feel <laughs> like what's happening with this discovery is like the Enneagram that we're being taught these days, like this modern Enneagram mm-hmm. is really, really pulled away from it's like mysterious, divine, unknowing, kind of more spiritual roots where it was like one person in your small community knew the Enneagram and didn't even actually tell you your type, but just worked with you knowing your type. Mm. And it's like now it's been brought into this manner in which people go and can grab at it and categorize it and make it into this thing. And then it's, 
it's like the Enneagrams become convoluted. So we're like, what are our types? Because the the information's confusing now. Right. There's like the the waters have been very muddied. I mean, think about how bajillions of times worse it is with Christianity. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. whatever was originally intended, heavy quotes. Yeah. It's yeah. just like so outrageous. Like when anybody wants to talk about Christianity, I'm like, what, what is it in terms of Christianity in the modern American world that you like point to something <laughs> that would have anything to do with whatever it was originally? Yeah. It's just outrageous. Yeah. Which is wonderful and beautiful suits. and okay. Men in suits. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it's like that seems to be the most important part of Christianity <laughs> in a lot of circles. We got some men in suits here <laughs> saying some important things and having meetings behind closed doors. Christianity. We've got it. We've nailed it. This is it. You guys. Here they come. Coming to the stage. They're men in suits. <laughs> it's true. Ugh. Um, okay. Which side note, I mean, there might be something more Christian about like punk rock. Yeah. It's like Jesus on the cross. Like that's, I'm not saying that flippantly. I'm saying like that messes with your reality. Yes. Like, nope. Yes. I'm in a suit. I think any theology or any, anyone who's challenging what normalcy is, is a lot more close to Jesus than any Mm -hmm. standard. Mm -hmm. Barry Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Our friend Barry Taylor. So I don't know. There's I've I've, I've made that noise several times tonight, which is know, kind of rare just, for me. I guess I think just, it's, it's how all, I feel. It's I'm how like, we're ah, feeling. I don't know. We don't really know. We just don't like, really know. Oh, shucks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. How has how has it been being off of it for five weeks for you? Hmm. How's it felt? I felt I felt like a little bit of an addict. I was like, gosh, yeah. this is challenging for me. I think sometimes it was fun because you know now you and I are both in therapy. Yeah. Which is fun. Uh, I I like to think. No, not I like to think. I know that I have grown through therapy without the Enneagram. I barely talk about the Enneagram in therapy. It's a shorthand where I could reference every once in a while. And yeah, my therapist is open to talking about the Enneagram, but like, I think when we talk about my exploration of my type, which maybe, maybe that's what we should do. Maybe we should just, cause I feel like it's more interesting. Maybe we should just get right into that. Sure. Sure. Um, This might be a little, just a little, to be continued, but, um, I, I, I have to, I, I guess to try to truly figure out my type, I've had to go back in time a little bit mm-hmm. um, and be like, what was I like in my mid twenties? Yep. You yep. know, there's already things that I've grown out of that were sort of problematic. Cause I was, I, I think I had some, is your mind birthed? I don't think it's birth, is but it it's partially birthed. birthed? It's, yeah. it's halfway out. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, don't think the way I thought when I was in my mid twenties or mm-hmm. late twenties or early thirties for that matter. And every day I feel like I'm changing. Like, and I think people that know me would say that my wife included, like we don't even know you anymore. I'm like, well, good. Like I'm changing. Like I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm what's happening to me is what I've always wanted to happen. I want right, to change. Right. Right. So do you, okay. Question. Yeah. Cause this is just something I've been thinking about. Do you feel like you're changing to become something new or do you feel like you're changing to become, I I've just been thinking this of like, I'm changing to become more like my five-year-old self, mm. like that, that essential self. Does it feel like it's going back to some roots? I hope so. I think where I'm at currently, and this might be where we ended with like Ben is that might require a little bit more embodiment. 
Mm-hmm. Instead of just sitting around thinking about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, well, I, I, I could oh. get really too distracted by that idea, but no, I think you're right. Like, I think there's a sense of wanting to get back with my, I wouldn't say inner child, although that's part of it, but like inner voice, inner intuition. Inter- mm-hmm. inner yeah. Like the, the soul piece in mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think that's happening. I mean, I think it's why I got fired from my job. You know, I mean, that's part of it. Um, I think it's why we're you wouldn't podcast. want to be a man in a suit. A man in a suit. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Said no thank you to that. No, thank you. I don't think that this is <laughs> men in suits is how to, how to do this. Yeah, but you're asking some good questions. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, I think if you're down, I think when we come back, we can maybe do a check in on me considering being into. Wonderful. I think that's a great idea. And then we'll see if you're up for your own personal check-in. Yeah. No, I think we can. And then I think we can end with a journey in where we're heading. And repentance of where we're heading. Yes. Repentance. Yeah. Okay. Um, when we come back, we'll talk about me potentially being into. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. If you are looking to find more about what we're up to you can visit our newly live website, lesscertainmorecurious.com. If you check it out, you can go and see an about us. You can check out our merch, which is recent and new and I think pretty cool and pretty fun. You can also find our Patreon page, which we're now out here on Patreon, pushing our Patreon. If you like the show, uh, consider becoming a patron. If you do become a patron, uh, you get access to our Discord server which is a new thing that we're starting to hopefully cultivate a curious community. Uh, We've got channels up to talk about different episode topics. We can talk about things like the Enneagram on there, share insights, share quotes. It's kind of a hub of sorts for people who are also invested on this curiosity journey. So go ahead and check it out. LessCertainMoreCurious.com So, Scott, we're back. I'll, I'll tell this. Can I? I'll begin this. Go for it. And then it'll be your turn. But the other day, so we don't know when the fast is technically ending. Like, we never declared an end day. Today, I think. And in officially. my head, I was like, it's today. It's this exact moment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, as this person who's enjoyed not thinking about the Enneagram a lot, have been like, I won't talk about it until the day comes. Yeah. And about four or five days ago, I get a text from Scott, and it's like, Multiple texts, very excited, big energy. You've received a message from someone that says they think you're a two. And now you're very curious if you're a two mm-hmm. and wondering about it and had big talks with Marissa and are like, what do you think? Am I a two? And I think my response was, I think we're not done talking. I think we're not done with yeah. the fast. We're not done with the fast. I was like, oh, shoot, <laughs> shut down. <laughs> so if you want to talk later, I guess we can. And so then, then I think it was like, okay, we're in this in-between phase of preparing for this episode of the Enneagram and you received something from someone and are like, okay, when do we start we entering back? We received something. Oh, we received something. But but the person really can't hone it on your type. Yeah, do you have yeah. it up to read? Nope, nope. I'm not going to read it. Okay. I'm going to read David. Okay, wonderful. So, yeah. so you all of a sudden are like, what if I'm a two? Mm-hmm. And I mean, my first instinct is maybe... 
I, 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 I haven't gotten permission to use this guy's name. I'm all of a sudden, for, I, I, I'm like, I'm a little bit at a loss because I, I would want to get someone's permission to be like, can I talk about you on the podcast? Right. So somebody sent us a message on Facebook, which never happens. So that, that was odd because I was having a hard we time We have a Facebook page, but we don't message. use it. Yeah. So this guy is a trained and licensed psychotherapist that has been using the Enneagram for a long time. And for 10 years, I, I might be getting that wrong. This is off the top of my head in memory form. Um, mm-hmm. Was a five, mm-hmm. typed as a five, and then recently discovered there are two and listened to our blitz. And he he sent very long, good, substantial, substantive in uh messages. Yeah. And in response to a lot of like self reflection Mm -hmm. that you were giving in these episodes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I was like, gosh, I really want to think about this and thank you, honestly. Like, thanks for pointing this out. Like literally just things he picked up on in our episodes. So I'm like, okay, let me look at this, you know? And I have, and I think the way I've been explaining it to you is, well, I mean, I've already been saying it, but uh, I think I avoided two. I didn't mm-hmm. even want to look at it. I was like, no, two disgusted you. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, definitely not, definitely not, yeah, not. And then also in the early days, this is strange because I got set off on a trajectory based on a test, yes. and it was the early days where I was like sort of down for tests. I was like, yeah. oh, the test yeah. said I'm a five, so I'm like, I guess I'm a five or a four, and I mm-hmm. guess four and five are next to each mm-hmm. other, so I must be a five wing four. Mm-hmm. And didn't really question it, and then I guess. You know, it's kind of creepy because I say like, uh, oh, uh, what's the movie? Memento, I think. It's Memento um, with Guy Pierce. It's a really great movie you and I need to watch someday because I think it's a lot about this. Uh, It's like you get set on a trajectory. It's like a path. Mm -hmm. I think I've told you the premise, but I want to say it just for fun. Go for it. Uh, It's like this guy who has, um, I think, short term memory loss or it might be long-term memory loss or something. Hmm. I forget which one, uh, how it goes, but like essentially a murder happened. And, um, this is, this is Christopher Nolan's like first debut movie. He's the guy, the guy that directed dark Knight and inception and all these movies. Um, and this guy has some sort of memory loss. And so the way he's dealt with it is he's given himself tattoos. So every time he wakes up, he remembers what he's doing by, by looking at the tattoos. Mm-hmm. And so he remembers who he's chasing. He's trying to get revenge for his murder, uh, the murder of his like wife or loved one. I haven't seen this movie in like 15 years, but it made an impact. And I think the twist at the end, plug your ears, everybody, if you don't want to, <laughs> uh, spoiler, but like, it's like in a fit of rage at one point, he, he, he gave himself wife? a wrong tattoo Oh, because he wanted to kill this other person. Oh, And so it just... Now, every time he wakes up, he sees that and he's like, oh, and it was like wrong information, oh, but in a fit of rage. Oh, interesting. He knew what it would what do. What a thought. What yeah. a thought. Which is like, it's this, this interesting thing of, I feel like this is, okay. I, I okay. want you to be able to keep talking, but I have a thought yeah. of like early days when we were talking about the Enneagram and people would be like, oh, you're just going to like destine yourself to become something by, by finding your type. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in the beginning, I was very defensive when people would say that. And now I'm like, hmm. You got to be cautious and you yeah. got to remain curious. I mean, yeah. Ben said that your curiosity saved you. Yeah, he did say that. You know? Yeah. I would say on one hand, not much harm because, because listen, to it, listen to it this way. Like you could not really like sports and, be, and this might have something to do with you. 
you know, you go, I'm an athlete. Yeah. I'm an athlete. And everybody your whole life is like, you're an athlete. And you're like, so you're I'm an athlete. And I was like, actually, at the end of the day, I don't even really like sports. But it's something I just took on in high school and I told myself and I'm an athlete. Yeah. So you can do it with anything. Right. It's not just the Enneagram. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I did that with all sorts of things. Well, I mean, life. you do that with Christianity. Yeah. You do that with so many identity markers. Mm-hmm. Totally. So it's not like the, that's what I want to say, people. It's not like Enneagram's unique in that. Yeah. You can do that with anything. I'm, yeah. I mean, look it. I've got two, I've got an Apple computer and an iPhone. I'm an Apple guy. Yeah. Am I an Apple guy? <laughs> Have I ever considered Samsung? I haven't. You know, it's like. So this has set me off on a trajectory. Now I'm committed and addicted to Apple products. It's Whatever. true. It's true. It's like <laughs> learning a new interface. Terrible yeah, idea. Yeah, don't want it. <laughs> so yeah, um, I I got nudged on that path by my test and I never really looked back. And then I just kept thinking, I am a five. And so everything that five stuff is telling me is telling me about me. Yeah, and yeah. And I felt like so much resonated, but I maybe, maybe an explanation for it is that I came to it at a certain place in my life where... I mean, maybe I'll explain too, and then I can say what happened maybe through the the lens of a two. Mm -hmm. So I'm on David Gray's website, which actually is pretty fantastic. It's a cool website. Yeah. And it's like, not like super like, oh, beautiful aesthetics. It's just like getting right into the information. No, I feel like, but I feel like the aesthetics of it match what it's doing. Yeah. And I'll just say this, I explained this to you already, but like, I keep trying to read six material and I'm reading Beatrice. And I'm reading Richard Rohr and I'm reading uh, Wisdom in the Enneagram and I'm reading Helen Palmer. I feel like Helen Palmer is the only six that seems to mm-hmm. slightly resonate. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, maybe, 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 but it's not hitting me. Yeah. And then I'm reading nine because people are like, oh, you're nice. Yeah. You're nice. And you see all sides, maybe nine. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, I want to say traditionally my whole life, if you talk to people that knew me well, I've, I've not been known for seeing all sides. Right. That's been something I've had to work on. It's become like your thing you've figured out yeah. in a way. It's like some, it's like life and people and situations have punched me in the face and said, see all sides. And I, what I'll probably get at here is like, I think my two brain potentially said, well, oh, I want to be nice. That's what you said that I should do. I'll yeah. see all sides. That's what it's- <laughs> it should. I think, I think it's, I want to be nice. For potentially, you know, mm. like I want to be caring. Yeah. Caring. And I feel like caring is the word. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, people are like, well, you're not being caring. And I'm like, oh, crap. I thought I was, you know, yeah. like, holy crap. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but yeah, no, if you talk to somebody that knew me well in my mid 20s, nobody would say, oh, he's, he's all sides. It's like people are like he's really argumentative and he thinks he's right all the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I don't think that's a core part of my personality. But sometimes people see me today and be like, he's really good at seeing all sides. He's curious. I have a thought, and I don't know if we should edit this out, but I, I'm, I'm curious to explore this with you real quick. Because I feel like you've pondered around like potentially having, being somewhere on the spectrum or like having ADHD or like being neurodiverse in mm-hmm. a manner. Edit that out. And I feel like there's this interesting piece with the Enneagram that it would be curious to think about the Enneagram and like, disability and like mm-hmm. what people like what like a an interrogation of like looking at disability rights amongst the Enneagram or like looking through that lens would be because I think there's this fascinating thing where people have like categorized fives mm-hmm. as like traits of anything like that shows up as a five mm-hmm. and it's like well 
if your motivation is caring, but you might have some kind of neurodiversity that makes it hard to know exactly how to like plug in and be emotionally right there to caring. It's like your focus is caring, but you have these like particular barriers to figure it out that might lead someone to think you're a five or lead you to think you're a five. Cool. But it's like, no, but the heart is the caring. Cause it's, that's what happens with you. It's like, you're like, please tell me exactly what you want me to do. Yeah. I'll do whatever you need me to do in this moment. Just tell me what it is because I don't know the social cues right now of what caring would look like for you. Yeah, that's it. No, I have to edit that out. <laughs> well, I, just want, I want to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'll read this and I, I'm using this as a prompt. Like, and I'm actually, I might have some thoughts, but I'd be interested to see what comes up for you too. Because um, this is, you know, what I love about David is like these are much more like raw like he's not writing this for some sort of mass audience no 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 no. it's like pulled back it feels like it's very essential what he's writing i think what i've also liked about our naranjo stuff when we found it Mm -hmm. um okay so david type two and this has a lot to do with our object relations stuff we've been talking about Mm -hmm. as as having come into this world catalyzed around a particular aspect of the mother side note everybody i'm a firstborn Mm mm-hmm and uh, had, a, had a very wonderful and intense relationship with my mom growing up. Intense meaning really sweet. Yes. You know? And side note, your mom is probably a two. My mom's probably a two. It says she's a two. Yeah. So I'm not like, we've talked about it. Okay. Imagine type two is having come into this world catalyzed around a particular aspect of the mother-infant archetypal relationship. Mm-hmm. The predisposition of the infant two is toward a powerful conflation of the love locked gaze of their mother during nursing and the act of nursing itself. Mm -hmm. This forms a bond, a broad preoccupation with nurturance, Mm -hmm. which can actuate in both literal and figurative emotional feeding, Mm -hmm. but food and even nurturance aren't the thing. Reciprocal adoration is the key. The mm. earliest form of mirroring, mm. reciprocal adoration. That's it right there. Doesn't that sound right for me? Yeah, I know it does. Based on what you know about me? It does. This is what I've been saying about reading two stuff. I was like, I keep reading. Sometimes with six and nine, and I was, I'm like, ah, 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 I don't know. And then sometimes I read this, I'm like, oh, I'm, I keep reading, keep reading, keep reading until I see like that I'm not sinking and I'm like, I'm not finding it yet. It's not happened yet. Like it's so not- far, so good. You know, I'm like, yeah, I can see that. Like, uh, I can see that relationship with my mom. Oh, for sure. You know, I can feel it. I can look back in my memories and, and then assume there's probably even things I don't even remember about being a infant with my mom mm-hmm. and having a bond, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there's a mutual romance here. Mother mm-hmm. shares her body as a love object, a warm edematous pillow of holding. I don't know what that word means. Me neither. And surely something stirs for her as we drink. To mm-hmm, the infant, mm-hmm. a nonverbal, quasi-erotic promise of ownership is given in this field. Mm-hmm. I am yours and you are mine forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The sensation of the gaze, the holding, this tactile, libidinized connection. Mm. The two in particular mistakes these for who they are as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when the sensation is broken, there's a feeling of no longer having the self. The two, like, it, I feel like it's like as the baby, you're saying, I am my, my most self when I am attached and drinking from another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And since the adult who never, oh, and since the adult who only ever experienced the idyllic version of this love sensation as a participant in the hyper-personal mother-infant field, they perceive that the only place to get it back would be within the similar special space of unusually close relationships with other people. Oh, shit. 
That's you. That's you. I think that's why we go sexual type, sexual type, sexual type. Right. And it's like, it's like maybe, maybe just a two. two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is like sort of that meme where you were doing of nine of like the progression of like, I'm a social four. I'm a sunny four. I'm a nine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like all these things. Yeah. Like maybe I'm just a two that like needs to connect with other people. To yeah. Be this is whole. one of the ones where he writes the most of. So there's a lot here. Life then becomes a quest to become that important again to someone hmm. and to people in general. Hence, two's classical association with the sin of pride, which can be understood, at least partly, as the ego's attempt to reproduce the sensations, feelings, vibrations mm. of the early mother-infant mm. relational circle. This is really fun because it is totally object relations. I know, I know. <laughs> but descriptions of E2 typically correlate this type with the mothering role, not with living out an infant motif. But it's that's the thing, though, because it's like you, you never grew into that sense of self, so you, in order to, like... It's you're both mothering and being mothered by being a mother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very well said. And that's a whole episode right there. <laughs> an explanation for the switch up is that at an initial stage, when mother is beginning to foster the infant's individuation and separation, the infant two's reaction to the loss of the idyllic state is defiance, a precious, no, a precocious and swift rejection of mother in response to the betrayal of not remaining in the worshipful state of the mother infant bond, you're supposed to love and adore me. That's what other does. Mm, that feels real for you. It does. Too. It does. <laughs> um, such an ultimate betrayal inspires an ultimate response in the basement of the family's psychic home. The child snatches the mother badge for itself. Holy shit. <laughs> This is an epic description. No, and sets out to do something the right way, but always with the goal of somehow being rewarded with readmission into paradise. And paradise is the infant role. Self-infantilization can be seen in the way famously overbearing twos become substantially at the mercy of those they want love from. Hmm. Two psychological growth then is not... Two psychological growth then is that of a newborn discovering other things in life besides the covert romances they've cultivated. Hmm. Finding an identity bigger than just the sensation of gaining that esteem with the targeted someone. Damn. It keeps going. No, this is He's so He's got like two real. paragraphs for the fives. This is so He's got a lot real. written for the twos. And, and I'll just say like, I'm tearing up reading this. Yeah. And I feel seen. I feel flooded with thoughts of like, of like <laughs> memories and things. I bet you do. <laughs> Two's pride is often described as having an underlying sense of entitlement for having served others in some way. They've earned it, in other words. Yeah. And it's like, I pa- I'll pause right there and just think about like, it's conspicuous that I've been so invested in youth ministry. Yes. It, it, none of these things, and this is something I tried to explain to my mom in the days where I thought I wasn't a two. So I'm like coming at it in just like the subjective way. But I was trying to say, mom, you give to get, and that's still okay. Like the giving is still nice. I right. like it getting, right. getting from you. Yeah. But you are getting, but getting you are get. getting from it mm-hmm. and that's okay. But it's part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. So, uh, <laughs> so let's see. Uh, sense of entitlement because I exist going back again to the newborn's preconceptual narcissistic field of adoration at an unconscious level. Pride assumes for itself the existence of a pledge that this is the way things are supposed to be. I.e. the two should exist in a sanctuary of love, nurturance and adoration. But subsequently mom betrayed me by depriving me of it. Hmm. The demanding nature of entitlement, guilt trips, manipulation, 
then reflects the power dynamic of the rejection types, twos, fives, and eights. In this mm. case, believing that the other, whomever the two is. In- Which you related a lot to rejection type. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's really fascinating to think of you as a two, two rejection type. Yeah. yeah. Rejection type, uh, 258. In this case, believing that the other, whomever the two is in close relation with, is inherently obligated. <laughs> 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 okay. Two paragraphs left. I feel like that hits. I'm like, yo, <laughs> oh, hits. I feel that energy. At a semi-conscious <laughs> level, the two attempts... See, this is better than any of the stuff I read in some of the other stuff, so shout out to David. Shout out to you, David. Yeah. At a semi-conscious level, the two attempts to bring to the surface this sense of obligation that they believe exists somewhere in the other person. Okay, this is where it resonates the most with me. Okay. I'm going to read that again. Okay. I feel like you'll resonate with this, and I know Marissa. I haven't read this to her yet. That's my wife, everybody. will be like, oh my gosh. At a semi-conscious level the two attempts to bring to the surface this sense of obligation that they believe exists somewhere in the other person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to remind you that you're obligated to love me. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. <laughs> the two's efforts to earn love and appreciation are intended to amp up the other person's sense of their own innate indebtedness to the two. Mm-hmm, since mm-hmm. the other is evidently blind to their obligation mm-hmm. as evidenced by utopia's failure to reemerge. Even the way you say it, evidently blind. <laughs> Pride it's so, what you do. Don't people know that listening is this way? It's what you do. It's like, okay. Pride says that the other person's duty to love the two is simply part of nature. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is so fucking you. I mean, it's maybe not you, but like. I'm resonating with it. But since the other isn't ever quite getting it right in the idyllic sense, or they're sometimes withdrawing or pulling it away, twos feel the need to magnify the other's obligation to the point where they'll become aware of it. Hence the underlying manipulative power dynamic, making other cooperative, making other cooperate what nature decreed as two's birthright. It's really, it's, so it's really nice worded. to have these words out here, honestly. <laughs> okay, we're rounding it out here. This is the final little part. Coming back to the figurative formative stage, what naturally falls out from two's defiance and turnabout in relation to mother is a reorientation toward father this new direction becomes an assertive mission of reunification with the intimate other dynamic, a private and closed electrical circuit Hmm. with the two offering some ultimate feminine nurturing charge Hmm. as seductive receptor for the opposite polarity of the masculine father charge. Hmm. The two actively urging and inviting the plug that will light up Shangri-La once more. Hmm. Thus hijacking father from mother, spawning a triangulation pattern, a pride-based competition with mother for the prize of the most loving and nurturing. (laughs) That feels like it could be true too. (laughs) As alluded to at the start, the above described infant mother dynamic and permutations thereof isn't to be considered as having formed or placed the type structure within twos. It's not a literal story of how people become the type, but it's an abstraction to gain insight from the types two's elemental design. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Ooh-wee, that is heavy hitting. <laughs> that is heavy hitting. I'll just say this to, 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 to just, like, cut right through it. You know, I've been married for almost 20 years now. And maybe 20 years. <laughs> it's 19 or 20 years. And... I think you would know if you had made it to 20. Uh, I don't know. Would, I mean, quarantine Scott anniversary... Know? Quarantine anniversary was sort of, like not the biggest like <laughs> big celebration. It's like quarantine. So it could have been 19 or 20, I guess. Okay. I got married in 2001. 
What year is it? 2021. Maybe this is the year. Yeah, I think think this is 20 years. Um, Okay, almost 20 years, maybe 19 years. And I think this describes the most. Yeah. Because I think this is what it's been on my mind. Like, I want to get to the bottom of some of my weird ticks in my marriage. Mm -hmm. I I do weird things. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why do I do that? I mean, Mm -hmm. we love that. Defense mechanisms. The book is literally called Why Do I Do That? Yeah, yeah. And I think there are sometimes that put words to it where I'm sort of trying to wake up Marissa to her natural obligation to love me unconditionally. Right. And <laughs> like, that's what you're here to do. That's that's what, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she, I think sometimes in so many contexts, it's like, I do love you and I am loving you. Right. And, and you're like, like, but it's like not the way that I need it to be. And don't you know that this is the way it's supposed to be? And I've done these things and I've shown you. I've shown you how how <laughs> I would like to this. be loved. <laughs> Don't you yeah. see the way I've 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 given you the example of how I'd mm-hmm. like to be loved? And see, can't you see mm-hmm. that I've done it? And you can just do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, relate to those. Thinking about this I've idea of this. like a utopia is very speaks to me. You know, I I think in relationships male female and in between and romantic no matter what I in am, between and beyond in between and beyond i'm constantly reminding people of a potential utopia that we're not quite at yeah you know yeah and i'm trying to get there mm-hmm. and i have moments of it for mm-hmm. sure which is why i stick in certain relationships um but yeah i think there's like a slight expectation more than slight no yeah it's big it's big and it's it's sort of desperate and it's kind of i think it's this interesting thing and it's it's so funny that now i'm pretty sure you are you might be this type and you felt that oh yeah (laughs) i've been feeling it (laughs) oh yeah um like what was my thought i lost lost it it. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i think I think, I think there's just, it's, it's sort of a deeper classical Enneagram insight, which is this thing that we're all saying in the early days of Enneagram of like, aren't we all doing this? Mm-hmm. It's like some people are like, no, we're not all mm-hmm, doing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's something that feels so true about like my core. Mm-hmm. And also like, I don't want it to be true, but I'm, I'm, I guess to a certain extent, I'm my closest people, this probably only has happened in my life with five to 10 people between yeah. five and 10 people. Yeah. I mean, I talked to my friend, Sean, you know, who's briefly been on the pod someday, but, uh, or been on the pod and someday we'll have him. He when was on was our, he, on he was pod? on our Enneagram and COVID. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, Sean and I are very, very, very close and we'll be on like family trips with like five families. And it's like, Sean, and I have to go have, define the relationship conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like processing everything. And it's like, to a certain extent, he's explaining to me how I could be better. And I'm explaining to him how he could be better. And he's explaining to me how I'd slighted him. And I'm explaining how I, he slighted me and we're just working out. But if I'm looking at like the underlying energy of those conversations, I'm trying to be like, here's how you could love me better. Right. You know? Right. And I want you to do that. Please. Please you know? love me. We could get there's to like utopia. A, there's like a, just a desperation to being loved. Yeah. Yeah. Like I need to be cared for. Yeah. I need to be seen. Yeah. I need to be loved. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Hmm. And so to, to have discovered the Enneagram later in life, I think I had either repressed these things or moved beyond them in a little way. And it wasn't as obvious, but I do wonder, not, not, I wonder, but like, uh, I can see looking back 
from an early age, certain things I got involved in were like a grand gesture. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Very publicly. Look how loving I am. Look well, how- I mean, you describe yourself in your 20s and it seems, it seems two wing three to a T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all these pieces of being seen as caring. Yeah. Being the caring guy. Yeah. Being the one who will listen to you. Being all these things. And it is interesting. The desperation is if I do all these things, will it mean that I get I get a turn where that happens to me? Totally. Will someone do this for me? Totally. Who's Absolutely. out there doing it for me? Yeah. You know? Like that's I feel like that's the voice inside wondering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got it. Dang. So I this was funny because I felt like we were gonna explore it a little, but it's feeling real. I'm not in any way being like I'm a two, but like Right. Right. Is there other real. numbers that you're like, what if I'm this number? Well, one of the things that Nick, oh, I don't want to say <gasps> this name, but um, the Facebook person said. The Facebook person, <laughs> we don't know his name. He was like related to my idea of like needing to recharge for energy in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Gosh, dang it, everybody. Like if you don't know the show, this is such a perfect metaphor. What it's show? It's the show I'm currently watching, so it's on my mind. My Hero Academia. <laughs> The main hero, his name is All Might. He's sort of like a Superman character, but being in his superhero form takes so much energy mm-hmm. that he has it for like three hours and he deflates to this little skinny man. Mm-hmm. And so like there are times where he's fighting bad guys and he's like- You're trying so, so hard to be all these the things and then you deflate into the skinny person. Yeah, and it's so great because in the show too, it's not that he's just superhuman, but for I don't know how they, and this is a, a great two metaphor. And I haven't even thought about it as a two metaphor up until now is he's always saving people with a smile, a smile on his face, all night. Mm. And he's like, hello, everybody, I am here. And and then he go, deflates and goes into the background. He's like, I can't let me see me like this. Yeah. Well, you know what's making me think is like, because like knowing you and knowing you in like crowds and with lots of people and all these things, like, and just thinking about what it means for you to like, if you are a two. If I am a two. And like caring so much, you're like, because you are so desperately wanting to be, I think this is the thing with the two. It's like, it is this desperation of wanting to be cared for. So like showing it and giving it and like hoping that something will happen in return. Like (laughs) I've seen you get sweaty, get overwhelmed, get like, (laughs) get, get very caught up in it. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah. And the show all might smokes as he's wearing down. His body will start to smoke. And this is a sign like he's about to lose it. Right. It's about to disappear. Right. And it's like, it's, it's, it's this double thing of it's both you really, really doing all these things, but then like hoping that might happen to you. And so then it's like a double, it's like, Oh, I'm giving all of this. And that's where I feel like twos potentially have a lot of resentment. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I haven't been really in touch with that. I mean, of course you'd like to think, no, I don't have resentment. Right. Of course. I have a lot of resentment. I'm doing this purely. <laughs> but there, then there are certain things. But then it's also this thing of like, that's fine. Of course. Of course you want to be loved. Of course right. you want to be seen. Right. Of course you're modeling what you want from other people. You right. know, like right. you're fucking human. <laughs> you know, yeah, this isn't like something to like shit on twos or something. Right. Like no, no. I mean, I don't think so at all. Yeah. But there are times. Which like, I think is funny because I think of any number that you've shit on the most, it is too. I know. Which is like, what's that? Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, you can look back on it and hear it, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, and I think you and I had a time last night where I was kind of being vulnerable about some of the stuff and it felt really vulnerable. It felt so real. I'm like, I don't, I don't even know if you need to, sh- you probably don't want to share this on the pod. 
But yeah, like the stuff about fives was probably too easy. It's like, oh, I'm an intellectual. I'm objective. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it's definitely how it probably want to be seen isn't as a way to love people. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and honestly, in some sense, what does it mean that maybe being a five gets you off the hook for all the expectations have that people have on you mm-hmm. for being caring mm-hmm. and loving maybe. and showing up and like to own being a two, like. I don't know. I feel like there was almost like a reprieve you were given mm. with the like identity with a five mm. to like step back and take time by yourself and say, Oh, maybe I do want to have space for myself. Mm. And it's like, maybe that was like a two move of protection of yeah. like, I'm going to, I'm going to pull word. away. Yeah. Yeah. I think it found me in a particular, the Enneagram found me in a particular time in life where I think maybe I had made a meta move as a two of like rejection to the world Mm -hmm. rejection type, you know, Mm -hmm. and like I am pulling back. Like Mm -hmm. I gave so much in my mind Mm -hmm. and in my body. Like I felt like I've been, my existence have been giving Mm -hmm. and it's strange with like these jobs in the world. I mean, for, for, for like the giving professions, whether it's like therapists or teachers or youth pastors or pastors or whatever any of these professions are, you know, for whatever motivates a firefighter, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and at some point you're like, gosh, I'm exhausted. Yeah. You know, and there's, yeah, there's yeah. not as much reward for somebody like Jeff Bezos. You're like, look at this person, like had an idea, started a company and I was like a billionaire. It's yeah. like, I work my ass off every day. There's so many times where I was like on mission trips and I'm like, as somebody that hates getting up mm-hmm. mission trips in particular were like probably a great, like two zone for me. Cause I'm mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I am waking up at 6am and I'm, suffering for these people. Right. Like there's a lot of pride there. Yeah. But there's no like monetary reward. People are like, great. Right. Right. You know? And so like, that's not what you're in it for. But at the same time, you look back at some point, I'm like, gosh, I'm exhausted. I've given so much. I've given so much. Where am I? Mm -hmm. I feel like there is a self-protection piece in you owning a five, like in giving you some freedom to like be with yourself and to be like, I need to be with myself. But answering the questions on a test, I could have been answering these questions through resentment. Like, yeah, no, no yeah. people. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no. I'm, I'm curmudgeonly. I'm by myself. I don't want to be out there. You know, it's a really interesting thing. Cause you look at twos and fives and I think looking at it on paper, honestly, two, five and eight, they're all kind of opposites yeah. in their own ways. Yeah. And that's really interesting that they really are kind of connected in the rejection type piece. And like, it's, it doesn't, they are on paper opposites, but I feel like they are actually twos and fives are kind of similar mm-hmm. in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know why. I feel like maybe it's that pride piece. I think it's that re- rejection piece. I don't know. I'm having a hard time articulating it, but they just feel actually weirdly similar. Well, I mean, let's just talk about my mom and me. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'll please. say this is like a, a, a sort of a core dynamic of my mom and me. Talk time. Talk time, but like as we got older, there was a lot of like you could call it arguments. My dad certainly called it arguments, you mm-hmm. could, but but probably my mom and I would call it working things out. Mm-hmm. But if we're both twos, mm-hmm. and we're both trying to get back to utopia, mm-hmm. it's like we're having we're we're literally spending three hours talking about something, right? Which is I mean, you and I will do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I think what I'm trying to get and I'll say this to Marissa so that this could probably be another two thing. I'm trying to get to this, like I, I say to Marissa an aha moment, which means something probably for me, very, very, something very personal. Mm-hmm. Not like, Oh, I taught you something and you learned something. It's like, 
oh, aha, like back to the womb, back to utopia. I see you. I get it. We're connected. Yeah. Now I understand. Yeah. And I think my mom and I were both trying to you're do You're looking for that union. You're What you're looking for is to not be yourself, but to be the two of you as the same thing. Probably. So yeah, there'd be long times where my mom would be like, I don't like rap music. And now, now we've got to argue. My mom's probably trying to be like, just admit you don't like rap music and it's bad and it swears. And like, mm-hmm. please, you're my son. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you got to admit you do like rap music. I need you to see this. You I need both you. need each other yeah. to be swallowed in each yeah. other in yeah. a way. Yeah. And so we, we would spend hours, like everybody would be asleep and my mom and I would be downstairs like whispering, arguing. And then you said, and then you just, did you think about this? And, then, and my dad would like, like knock on the, on the ceiling. <laughs> this is just kind of funny because my dad has two amputated legs. It, I think it got to the point where my dad would be like, banging his like picking up a foot yeah, and yeah. banging on the ceiling. <laughs> but then there were times where he'd come down and be like, I need you guys to stop. And yeah. we'd be like, okay, we'll stop. And he'd go back upstairs and be like, and then you said, and then you said, <laughs> and we're still arguing, you know, but yeah, this idea of like the union, the, the energy, the energy of trying to get back to utopia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not really trying to win an argument. No, I mean, honestly, I relate to this. I don't, I don't know what my type is, but I'm like, there's a small chance I could be a two, two, <laughs> like <laughs> being honest, both twos? but that's that is something really interesting. This like becoming one almost. Mm-hmm. Like we both like being nice. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I said that I, I've been writing some two thoughts in my notes this week. Ooh, some two thoughts. <laughs> um, uh, let's just see if I can see if if any of this is worth reading. Um, let's see. I oh <laughs> yeah, this hurts. Oh no, here we go. <laughs> I actually don't care as much as I like to think I do or make people think I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I actually don't care. That takes a lot of energy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want people so badly to think I really care. And I do, yeah. but sometimes there's a limit. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Um, this is another one. These were random thoughts I've been taking all week. When Casey said that we are, <laughs> when Casey, this is a guy we I talk about on Facebook, everybody. When Casey said that we were good for the internet. Oh, like Casey said, he and I are good for the internet. I don't know if I agree with that. I know when Casey and I said that we were good for the internet, I kind of agreed. And why wouldn't I push people more on Facebook? It's not because I'm afraid of rocking the boat. I think it's because I want to maintain a kind image Yeah. as much as I can. So I think it's more image based than avoidant, or peacekeeping. Interesting. No, I think that is true. I mean, I think this is this other piece of like image type, which mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, yep, that makes sense to me that you'd be an image type. And, and think about it. Like I get so much affirmation through Facebook. Yeah. So no, the payoff you do. is you way better. Do. People are like, I don't know how you keep it. Cool. Look at what you're doing. You're doing. Yeah. Like, Thank you. Yeah. It's worth it. Well, worth it. <laughs> you know, and you recently have been describing actually, you know, this is interesting. Cause I feel like we had a conversation like two weeks ago or something. Um, where we were talking and you had just finished talking to someone. And I think I was like, Hey, like you do a lot of like mediating and being Mm -hmm. this voice Mm -hmm. and like kind of being the in between. You're like, yeah, it's fine. I don't really mind. It's not, it's not, doesn't, it's not an energy suck. And then like later that evening we were talking on the phone and you're like, I feel like I'm doing all these things for all these people. Yeah, better. Like <laughs> so upset. And you were like, and I have to hold this for this person. I have to hold this for this person. I have to hold this person, this person. And I was bringing, bringing more for you to hold. And <laughs> you were really frustrated with it. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that's, that's this moment of it, like catching up to you mm-hmm. of like you, you do, you, you'll give and give and give and give all day and be like, it's fine. I'm liking doing this. It's fine. It's, it's what I'd like to do. I'm fine. It's not bothering me. It's, it's not taking my energy. And then it's like, holy shit, where am I? 
Well, obviously it has taken minutes because then I'm identifying as a five and I'm like, I need so much alone time. Right. Right. Afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so fascinating. Cause I feel like it is, it's, I, I know a few twos and I have twos I'm referencing in my brain <laughs> that like have higher energy, like yeah. a lot higher energy. So yeah. that's an interesting thing to like wonder old. about. <laughs> well, and also I feel like my point earlier on like neurodiversity, like I feel mm-hmm. like the Enneagram could really use a lot more language around neurodiversity, mm-hmm. like and what that might look like and how that might interact with these types. I honestly, part of my, part of my, f- focus of attention obviously also is on like diet and exercise. So Mm -hmm. I mean, I wonder how much sleep and diet and exercise have to do with your energy, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, also I'm a husband and father. Like that has something to do with the energy. Yeah. Another possible two thought is that the reason I often don't respond to some emails is I know I don't have the time to be generous and flashy and maintain my image. Oh, so it's like, I'll just not. Sometimes I see an email and I'm like, I really want to respond to this, but I don't have the energy to be like, oh my gosh, oh, well, smiley face and exclamation points and you're amazing and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. seeing the person. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, ah, I can't do it right now. Hmm. Instead of just being like, thank you for this email. You know, I could never. Yeah. And I probably should. Yeah. Like sometimes people are like, I just want a response. And I'm like, I don't know if I can just give a response. If you are going to give a response, you got to give the whole thing. Yeah. And that's tied to, because that's what you'd want back. Like, I feel like you <laughs> Probably, would yeah. maybe rather someone just either not respond yeah. or give a full fledged response. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. A thought I want people to have about me. Yeah. He's so nice. Mm, mm. He's so nice. Mm-hmm. I, 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 that's what I'd want people to say about me. Mm. He's a good listener. Yeah. Yeah. Not like he's so smart, you know, mm-hmm. he knows mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, great. But people say he's so nice. I'm like, <gasps> Yeah. Yeah. I did it. I've I've accomplished it. (laughs) I'm so nice. I mean, and and maybe this is going to be one of our episodes someday, but maybe kind, you know, you're so kind. Yeah. Kindness instead of niceness. Oh, I'm here for that. That switch up in our language. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I don't know what we just did Dang, it's got a two. It's got a two. That's also funny for me (laughs) because I feel like I have a, I I am, I, my, whatever type I am, Likes twos. Gets drawn to twos. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. I'm leaning self-pres too. I was thinking that. I was thinking yeah. self-pres, uh, self-pres sexual is mm-hmm. my guess, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which makes so much sense to mm-hmm. me. I mean, we think of, we look at like Beatrice and everyone's like, I think Beatrice is a, a surprising too, mm-hmm. to a lot of people. She's very academic. She doesn't come across as like, oh my gosh, I'm a two. Mm-hmm. Like this energy that we've been like, stereotyped as twos like twos feel like they've been unfortunately stereotyped in a way that makes that's really diminishing to twos mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and i found it personally disruptive in relationships with twos mm-hmm. because i have images that i've created of what a two is that isn't necessarily true to mm-hmm. the truth of it like it's a lot more complex and it's a lot more raw and it's a lot less uh like heart sparkles mm-hmm. than than the memes it out to be yeah you know that's well said uh so i don't know i just think i i don't know what i'm saying but i think there's this interesting there's this interesting language around twos where or just all the numbers honestly they've been reduced to these stereotypes yeah. and like the neogram originally was meant to just be told like when someone was ready like months into observation and uh, like in a small space like yeah. it's it's fun and cool and blind 
like we evolve and things change, but there is things getting lost Mm -hmm. in the midst of what's happening with the Enneagram. That makes it really hard to see you as a two yeah, because a two is someone who we've only seen twos as being people who like, will. I don't, I, I, the heart sparkle is the best image I have for it. It's like that emoji. It's like the only way we can see twos is like, yeah. I mean, and and then we don't know like dropping off groceries and smiling and like giving, doing all these like cutesy little things. It's like cutesy. We've cutesified twos. I, I, and, but I think I did a lot of that in my early twenties. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) You know, like, I mean, my proposal to my wife, Marissa was a, was a day long extravaganza from 6am to midnight. Dang. You know, I made a book where I, 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 uh, illustrated pages in a book and I, I orchestrated things for the entire, she, she went and visited her friends all over the city and got a new page of the book and ended at a fancy restaurant up in Snoqualmie pass with our parents. And then we came back down to Seattle for dinner with our friends with red Robin. This whole thing was this giant gift. Dang. That is crazy. And like you write a letter to each people member of your yeah. family once a week. Yeah. yeah. Like that's a two vibe. Yeah. And I, this is the funny thing because my roommate in college was a three. So I, I keep trying to get back in touch with my like college self or my yes, high school. self. yes. This personality sort of like it emerging in full effect. And I remember my roommate who I'm pretty sure was a three and is a three. We've, we've, he's in the care group. So like yeah. we talked about it. It's yeah. like very clear. He's a three in my opinion yeah. and in his opinion. So I'm not like typing him. But I remember getting to college at SPU on Fifth Ashen, and it's like we both were sitting there and we're like, what should we do? And we're like, let's go introduce ourselves to every single person in Ashton. Jeez. And we had so much energy for it. Yeah, yeah. And both of us in our own way. We're just living three, the best two, life. Three. Yeah. We're, we're going to get introduce ourselves. Hi, yeah. hi, hi, yeah, hi, yeah, yeah, hi. Yeah. I'm Tony. I'm Scott. No, Tony, you I'm tell Scott. your stories from you in college, and I'm yeah. just like, what is that? I'm not like, I'm tired. I have to read a book. I'm a five. I'm right. like, I'm going out and introducing myself. And smiling to everyone you see Smile, and making hi, sure they hey, know hey, and hey. see you. And Can I'm you this guy. I'm Fifth Ashen. What a nice guy. And I'm going to be your homecoming king. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be your, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be the prince of school. I'm the prince of my church. I'm the prince of this place. <laughs> Here I am. Scott's a little prince. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So it's known for your right kindness. Now. Yeah. Kindness <laughs> and your good. smile. <laughs> Yeah, in senior in the senior like dinner we had, I got I got voted for best smile and most likely to be a youth pastor. Oh my god, <laughs> yep, that makes that's very on brand. Yeah. Um. So do we do you want to come back for like some closing thoughts? Should we come back for a journey and and looking ahead, or should we come back for Mace Enneagram thoughts? I think we do can do brief Mace Enneagram thoughts. Okay. Brief. Okay. Just and like then my few looking ahead, musings, and then looking ahead in one go. Sure. Okay. Everybody, when we come back, we're going to talk about <laughs> Mace Enneagram thoughts, and we're going to talk about looking ahead. I like that we we literally plan it out and then told. Yeah. Okay, bye. I'll do it right now. thoughts and then looking ahead for what the Enneagram 
what lies ahead with no small thing in the Enneagram. Yeah. And then I think you also, at one point I feel like you want to repent for something. Oh, right. So we'll make space for Scott to repent and I'll, I'll probably repent alongside Scott. I, I was thinking, what if we read David's thing about the one? Cause this is actually less than two paragraphs. This is the thing is with other types. He's so short. Okay. Give me a second. Let me, let me give some few prefaces. Yep. 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 Okay. So everyone, <laughs> I have loved the fast from the Enneagram. I'll begin by saying that I, uh, we said this in the beginning, I got, I got overwhelmed by it all and like swept up in it. And I differing than Scott have a way in which I get swept into a system or a person Mm -hmm. or a thought or a theory or something, something about me. And this is, it's interesting because it's like, as I start to articulate it, it's like, Oh, what is the Enneagram number? But there's something about me that, is all in on something. Yeah. And I'm coming to realize that I have this pattern where I'm all in, all in, all in. And I give something, I give so much to something and it becomes an idealized thing. Mm -hmm. And then eventually that thing might disappoint me because the idealized version I've created in my internal world doesn't match up with reality. And so what I tend to do is I get disappointed in it and it like what this is what happened with the Enneagram. It's like, it felt like the rug got swept out from underneath me. And so I, when this happens, like I've, I've historically had this happen with like something like my church camp that I went to or even Christianity or even the church that I went to. I go, you're not what I thought you were. Mm -hmm. I'm going to completely abandon you. Mm and be done Mm -hmm. because you were not what I thought you were. And that sucked realizing that. And I am so hurt by that, that before that can happen again, I'm just going to walk away. Mm -hmm. So I have a way that I do that. And Mm -hmm. that, that is rising in me with the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. like this desire to just abandon. Yeah. I'll abandon it. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to be done with this thing. And I would like to rewrite that in a way that feels good to me. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think that the Enneagram has served me a lot, yeah, like a whole fucking lot. And I've learned a lot about myself from it. While I w- thought I was a four, while I thought I was a nine, while I didn't know my number, all the things while we were interviewing people, there's so much richness. And my instinct is saying run. In a way, huh. like that's that's my pattern. Yeah, run, be done. Yeah. Don't think about it. It's Very too much. Very self-aware of you. It's scary, and I would like to try to be medium about the Enneagram. Medium. Like I was so all in. Like if the, if you've listened to us in this podcast, it's like, oh, I'm not just casual about the Enneagram. Like I'm going to figure out the Enneagram, and I'm going to dive deeper and it's going to become more and richer and richer and all these things that, Oh my gosh, it's so complex. And I'm just like putting my eggs in this basket and then the basket disappeared and the eggs all cracked. It was like, Oh, they're all on the ground. It disappeared and and the eggs cracked. It's just like, imagining you're holding a basket. All of a sudden the basket's gone and the eggs are falling. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you're left with this mess. And I, so I'm at this place where I'm not really that pumped about getting back into the Enneagram. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get back in. My natural feeling was like, honestly, kind of terror, mm-hmm. fear, a lot of anxiety as like you, Scott texted me and was like, 
these things about the two, I'm like, I thought the fast wasn't over yet. Like my immediately uh, feeling was just like, mm. <gasps> no, oh. no, 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 no. Like stop, stop, stop. I thought we were, I'm, I'm still fasting, oh, you know, I like sensitive. No, I was trying to get back to my utopic state. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but then I, I said that I said, I thought we weren't done and like put my hands up yeah. and was like, I can't do this. And mm. You and I have been talking a lot this last week, like slowly bringing ourselves back into the Enneagram mm. and like, what does this mean for me? And where am I in this? And what do I want with the Enneagram? And I think I don't really know if I want to like figure out my type and I don't want to get sucked back into being back, like so plugged into the Enneagram yeah. as I was. And so, like, subject to it. Like, I got so fucking swept up. Like, it shows how much I had put into me being a four. Yeah. With how disorienting it was to find out maybe I'm a nine. Yeah. It was just like, holy shit, so disorienting. All of everything has fallen by the wayside because I've put so much into that. So, I'm heading into this season going forward with lightness. Like, I think I've started to realize you still want to talk about the Enneagram and what does that mean that you still want to talk about the Enneagram? And I don't necessarily, and yet I also don't want to do this thing again where I abandon it Mm. where I'm scared by it, Mm. where I think it's become evil. Like I quickly turn my back on it. I'm like, you hurt me. So I turn my back on you and I'm done. Mm. And I don't want to do that with this just because in a lot of ways it's like a practice and not doing that. Right. So, I'm like, well, then what's, what do I do now? Like, what do I do now? And I think that even this episode, I mean, we talked like a lot this week and like one of the first days where we were talking about it, I found myself enjoying talking about the Enneagram again. I was like, I'm actually like, if I'm being honest, I'm having fun talking about this Mm -hmm. and it feels like it can be light. And Scott's talking about being a two and this is interesting. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to head back into it from this place of it's interesting. It's language. It's fascinating but I'm not trying to figure out my type and figuring out my type seems like not helpful to me where I'm at. Like I've got a lot of language and this idea of like narrowing myself to a type feels really limiting for me right now. Like it doesn't feel like it's helping to get to a deeper part of me because of where I'm at. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm doing that in a lot of other ways. Like I'm doing a lot of work around my early holding environment and my early patterns and my early transferences and the transferences in my life right now. Like, And that probably does relate a lot to the Enneagram, but those connections haven't been made yet and I'm not wanting to rush it. Hmm. So wise, so smart, so inspiring. I'm not just saying that flippantly, (laughs) it really is. So so that's kind of where I'm at. Like I, I am... I am thinking I'm probably maybe like I've, I of course now that we've like a little bit started to enter it and I let myself think about it. Like, and I'm starting to do this other work around object relations and just therapy and just general new information I'm learning from school and all this like psycho education. Like I'm aware of certain things now outside of Enneagram language. I'm like, oh, this is a thing. This yeah. is a thing for me. This yeah. is a thing for me. And now I'm like, okay, I have these things. I wonder what they look like now looking at them through the Enneagram. And the numbers that pop up for me are six and one. Like, yeah. Yeah. like if I'm being honest, yeah. which is this funny thing where it's like, I thought I was a four and then everyone told me I was a nine. And here I am thinking. Everyone told me. Even that sentence is cringy. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's not even like everyone told me too, because it's like two people told me. Some people suggested it. I know. And I just took their word, which is, this is also classic me to just do that with this authority figure. And then Ben was like, maybe I don't, Ben, Ben was like, I don't think you're a nine, Mm -hmm. which was helpful to hear because I'm like, I don't know if I actually am a nine either. Like that doesn't really feel very me. Like I show up and I have a really fucking strong presence and not that nines can't, (laughs) but like, uh, but I do and I'm vocal and I disrupt and I fight instead of run away when, when push comes to shove. Like I've learned a lot about myself and I'm, driven by anxiety. I am driven by anxiety. It is everywhere. I am living, breathing, walking anxiety. (sighs) So that could be nine. Sure. But I don't see it coming up as I do things outside of the Enneagram. I just think all the nine stuff doesn't feel like what I need to be doing. It doesn't feel like my work. You have way. I mean, I feel like if Emika or David were actually in your physical presence, you have so much more energy than what would be typical. I mean, in my life on the spectrum, you are a person bursting with energy. So it's like, how is that possible, you know, for a nine? I mean, I mean, it's like. And I talk with other nines and I just feel like I don't vibe. Right. I'm like. You love nines, but you're not I like. I love unlike, nines. You're not like them. Right. No, exactly. Yeah. I love nines. Because it but could sound like, you're like, I'm not vibing with this no, nine. <laughs> no, but it's just like, wow, something completely different is happening for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm mostly manic. <laughs> You know, I, I don't know if that's totally true, but a little, a little. I am mostly like, got to figure it out. Got to be doing this. What's right, going on? Right. All these things. And like, I can be chill and like, here I am in my house, whatever, yeah. like oh, being alone. Sure. But it's like when I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> I just got so you scared. Come in? <laughs> we have a visitor. Hey, Daniel. I'm just going on a walk and I thought I'd I love that. But- I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I just got so terrified. Also, you with your bread. It's a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. About, we're talking about the Enneagram, finally. I know. I've got to hear your nine thoughts pretty soon. <laughs> thoughts, yeah. yeah. Cool. I love this. I'll be interested to listen. I want to leave that in though because our friend Daniel just came by everybody. That's a great little. Uh, I was like, it almost felt like Mr. Rogers, like Mr. Freely came through. Mr. Daniel will yeah. be hearing back this. Yeah. Um, really what was I we saying? We love you, Daniel. Um, we love nines. Yes, we love nines. I love nines, and maybe I am one. Sure, it just doesn't feel likely. Like it actually doesn't feel yeah, likely. It's true. Um, there are there are things that do. Like there are other aspects of it, but like, if I'm being honest, I started therapy like six weeks ago and like none of the shit we're doing is anything to do with what would be the shit a nine's dealing with. It's like a lot of perfectionism, pressure, anxiety. Right. And I don't think big hormone listens to our podcast, so that's fine. But, but, but if they were listening, we'd say big hormone, I'm sure is down with this conversation. They'd be like, Oh, there's just some thoughts we had about Mace based on our observations, but we don't know for sure. Right, right. And I think there's also this thing around the Enneagram where it's like, you got to know your types, you can know your growth patterns and you can, you can follow your track and you can get on and get your levels up. And (laughs) that's frustrating to me. Like I, I think at this point that feels frustrating to me. We're all at different places in our life. Because I also think like when I thought I was a four and honestly, maybe I am a four, like, 
at the end of the day, four doesn't four is not out for me. Right. I think that I think the numbers that are really possible. I have five possible numbers that I think Whoa. I am. Whoa. I have nine possible numbers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I well I don't think I'm a I do not think I'm an eight. I do not think I'm a five. Okay. Actually, I might have six possible numbers when I'm being honest, because I'm like, could be a nine, maybe. Could be a one, definitely. Could be a two, maybe. Mm-hmm. Could be a three, maybe. Mm-hmm. Could be a four, maybe. Mm-hmm. Five, no. Okay. Six, maybe. Maybe. Strong, maybe. Seven, Seven maybe. maybe. A small, maybe. A small, maybe. Mm-hmm. Eight, probably not. You've weeded out five and eight. I've weeded out five and yeah. eight, honestly. <laughs> um, so I don't know what number I am. And I don't, and we'll find out. And I don't even, maybe I won't find out. Like maybe this isn't the modality I use, but it's a language that's, that's helpful maybe. Yeah. You know, like I think it's this fun thing of, I think there's something really good right now in terms of even my own personal growth. Cause I've been working a lot with this idea of like, there's room for more than one. Mm-hmm. And like you can be into the Enneagram and exploring the Enneagram and find your type. And I can, walk alongside you in that and talk to you about it and all these things and you be holy you and I be holy me and say, I don't really know my type and I'm going to engage with you in the Enneagram, but it's not the way I'm going to talk about myself. And that's a beautiful new practice for me to consider where you're really into the Enneagram and I'm medium into the Enneagram and that's cool. And we can still connect and I don't have to be all in for connection to happen. Yeah. And I can, like, I can decide this for myself. Like, this is a big deal for me to just, like, decide this for myself of, like, I'm not going to pick my type and I'm not going to just, like, because we're back on the podcast, put myself back through rigorous Enneagram thinking when it doesn't feel useful to me right now. It doesn't feel, like, helpful to me. Um, so... I don't know if I want to figure, I don't, I don't know if I want you to read David, David's thoughts on ones. Cause I'm like, maybe I'm a one, maybe I'm a six, maybe I'm who knows, but I'm not really there right now. I have so many things I'm already thinking about that. Like it doesn't, doesn't feel helpful right now. Mm-hmm. And maybe in a few years it'll feel like, or maybe in a few months. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at and I've loved the break and I've loved learning about other pieces um, and thinking about how much my parents influence me and my holding environments influence me. And that's so much of the Enneagram, but the Enneagram is also like missing some pieces, but the Enneagram is also helping to the Enneagram. inform <laughs> what? <laughs> I just like the way you talk about certain things. <laughs> the Enneagram. The Enneagram. We, we can't help but almost talk about it as like a person. I know like what I'm saying. It's this third intense. thing with us. Yeah, no, it's real. That's true. <laughs> That's why I had this thing with critical race theory on my Facebook today where people talking about critical race theory like it was this thing that had agendas. And I'm like, it's just a... It's just a thing. It's just a thing. You use it. You talk about critical race theory. Which, I mean, even as I'm talking about it, even using these language, it just exposes how much, like, (laughs) how how much it's become a thing to me. It is is this thing. It's it's really hard for me to un tangle it from being this thing, the Enneagram. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we think of mean like Hume, Lake, these people, this doctrine, like it's a, it's a vibe I have where I like <laughs> make something to be so big and important and powerful and truth. And it's, 
Mm. It's like, mm. it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so that's where Lots I'm at. about all that, but save it for another day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> thoughts on, thoughts on numbers for me? Yeah. Do you, you want to, I mean, I'd be, I'd be curious for like a few seconds for you to be like, if you had to pick a number for me. Oh, it's hard. I mean, I know you, but like, it, 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 I think that, okay, let, that, that's a great, that's a great little invitation to repentance, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm, I'm, I'm sensing I don't want to do that because I think in the early days when we were being so excited and sort of, let's just say ignorant about the Enneagram, I was really excited about typing people very aggressively. Yes, and then yes. even in the middle zone, I was still very much like, it's just fun. Like people can figure out their type, but I'm noticing this and I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. And I guess, it takes me experiencing my own sense of disorientation in terms of my own type to gain some empathy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, gosh, it's, it's such a tender thing mm-hmm. and I don't want to force a thought. And, and it's not just being sensitive, but it's like also not productive. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to crowd mm-hmm. someone's thoughts, it's your own thoughts. When you crowd them. No, I think that's it. It gets crowded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I almost don't want to answer your question. Okay, cool. I'm done with that. I, I like that, that you didn't want to answer it. I think, okay, I'll say these things. The reason why that's I think- That's my official repentance. I think six and one, I'll say these are the two numbers that are on my mind. Okay. Um, one, mm-hmm. because I have a strong inner critic mm-hmm. and a strong sense of being good and a strong sense of being a person of integrity and it rules my fucking life. <laughs> and I feel like I am- Hashtag I'm a bad person. Hashtag I'm a bad person. Hashtag am I disappointing you? (laughs) (laughs) Feelings I'm constantly living with. Yeah. And six, because I mean the basic reason of anxiety, like first, but also just like angst. Yeah. Just like, am I always offering operating from angst and this feeling of like, um, I put myself in systems yeah. and find authorities that I can be swallowed into. And, um, and I feel like I'm kind of living under, out of a low grade anxiety all the time. And then also my, my thinking, mm-hmm. I cannot shut my brain off. Cannot shut it off. Yeah, we all know right. that I cannot shut my brain off. And like, it's, it's, I'm, I'm very concerned about my security and I'm very much over anticipating every situation. I realize I'm like always We're imagining. Doing an interview. Scott's got to get here before the guest. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like high pressure, high anxiety. What's going to happen? How's it going to be? What's gonna, the vibe's going to be? What am I going to do? What could I set it up for before this? It's like, even Yee. as I say it, Woo. it's like you feel it. It's there. There's so many thoughts. It's just like thought, 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 thought. Yeah, David, ha- I read all David's descriptions last night. And so this isn't like, I think you're six, but it's like adding to this pondering. Which, you know, we talk about some something like ambivalence or push-pull or something like that. But he, the way he said it was like sixes are the ultimate example of uh, core contradiction of self. Oof, it's oof, like it's, oof. It's, it's that's, that's extreme contradiction. No, like, no. That's what you experience sometimes when you're around. You're like, wait this, wait this, wait. But you said, wait, oh, and it's like this, and you're so confident about either side. I'm like, oh, how do you, how do you do this? No, it's so real. I feel like I'm in a pendulum swing. I mean, this thing I've been thinking about a lot too is like this pendulum swing of me being God or shit. I'm like, I'm either God or I'm shit and I'm nowhere in between. Dang. Shoom, 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 which been pointed out. <laughs> There's no room for growth when you're God or shit. Right. 
So maybe maybe being human <laughs> is a good thing. <laughs> ah. ah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. I, I think we're good. We don't need to do journey. I think we should Winding say where down? we're going. Yes, where we're going. We had an idea, which was I proposed it. Right? Yes. And and it seemed to be a breath of fresh air. Oh my gosh. I was like, <gasps> thank you. We created something for ourselves. That guys, we're in charge of our own freaking podcast. We are. We're the it's boss. Our podcast. No small thing. So you're curious what we're up to? <laughs> this is what we're up to. We had this goal in the early days of No Small Thing to do an Enneagram episode every five episodes, but it's not like we're on a fast anymore. So we, we can freely speak about the Enneagram and everything. Yeah, it'll pop up. But I think for now, we're going to, instead of doing Enneagram episodes every five episodes, we'll do a very a psychological thing that we're interested in currently. Yeah. So it might be objects, relations, it might be transference, it might be be scapegoating, it might be narcissism, Mm -hmm. it might be anything. So, so sort of exploring life and ourselves and people in the same spirit, but just not using the Enneagram. Yeah. So I feel like that's a nice rhythm to continue to have these patterns of like, yeah, we're doing curiosity and we'll always every five episodes continue to be like a focused episode on some kind of curious thing about yourself and maybe your inner world. Mm -hmm. And so that will be a guaranteed every five episodes, but it won't necessarily be about the Enneagram. And maybe once in a while that will be about the Enneagram. Yeah. We'll be, who's to say, we don't really know what's going to come of us in the Enneagram. True. That's true. (laughs) Um, But if you're listening and you're a listener, we want to hear your thoughts. Like, well, how do you feel about this? I mean, I imagine if you've been following us and I don't know, like you could be like, I'm actually relieved too, because I'm, I'm also done with the Enneagram or like, I really love hearing Enneagram content from you all. Could you do a side series? Cause there is something to be said about like, you had a tentative plan to do a series of Ben. So. I think we still will. Yeah. I think we still will. Me and Ben are going to do a side series. That's like, you know, your type now what? Yeah. But I think that that's going to be really interesting. Cause even though I don't know my type, Ben's really focused a lot on, I feel like, I mean, I'm such a Ben fan in the sense that he really isn't caught up in all the like showmanship around Mm -hmm. the Enneagram and is more of like what's helpful for people to be their best selves. Mm -hmm. And so we might do a series that's kind of more moving beyond kind of the theoretical and into the like how to be your best self Mm -hmm. and like what's, what's, what's living that out kind of stuff. Um, So that might be a bonus thing to be added to this, but yeah, I guess you can't expect Enneagram episodes every five episodes. Sorry. <laughs> you said that so funny. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not doing it anymore. I feel kind of bad. I'm just like, no, I don't feel bad at all. I don't think anybody that is actually a listener of No Small Thing would be like, I mean, we've covered every number twice. We've div- we've done a ton of Enneagram content. We're not an Enneagram podcast. We went true. hard on the Enneagram. We, we went hard. We gifted you all with the blitz. It's like, we have no obligation. Nobody, nobody that's listening to No Small Thing is listening because of the Enneagram. No, it's true. You're yeah. right. That's or nice. somebody that's an actual fan. Well, and I think, again, listener. it's like, we're still going to continue to do, I think it's part of this whole process of like, the Enneagram is really helpful, but there's other stuff yeah. that can help. Or, you know, it, it can be added to your thoughts around the Enneagram, yeah. um, which would be super cool. Hedonism. <laughs> Mind <laughs> mapping. about that. <laughs> Mind mapping. Uh, ayahuasca. Ooh, <laughs> did do a research paper a on that. up lately in my life. I've known some people that have gone some ayahuasca journeys. Yeah. 
Uh, I have no future plans of doing that, but maybe who knows? I'm, I, you know, maybe, maybe someday. I did do a research paper on it and it made me really conflicted because I'd really like to do ayahuasca, but it's been, you know, like almost everything in the world been grossly, well, it's been grossly appropriated and like drawn out of its roots and like ayahuasca is being used in a manner that's, it's, it's complicated because it's, it's a substance and then it's also tied to a rich tradition. And so what do you do with that? Yeah, I don't know. Um, And there's, there's definitely a lot of like, kind of consumerism around ayahuasca that's like pulling it outside of its rich closeness to its like land in which it's grown. Mm, mm, um, mm, mm. So yeah, is this, is this a, is this energy that I'm getting from you six or one energy? Where <laughs> <laughs> is it? Nine people doing it right. Following the ayahuasca <laughs> ritual. My conclusion that I've come to is, I think ayahuasca, if you're struggling with something like addiction or PTSD or trauma mm. and ayahuasca is offering hope for you, fucking go for it. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Yeah. But like me who I don't think I necessarily like quote unquote need ayahuasca. It would be like uh, an experience. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know if that's necessary. If I should go and just explore ayahuasca for an experience. You should just do LSD. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> great, this great like, idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay, everybody. Hopefully this was enjoyable for you. We went all in. We're we in an hour and 47 mm-hmm. minutes. We're feeling good. Yeah, this was nice. This was nice. This was nice. I hope it wasn't uh, too traumatic for you. <laughs> <laughs> Why <laughs> no, would it be I traumatic? Feel, no, I feel like it's been good for both of us. <laughs> Excited to be on the journey with you all. Yeah. Uh, Enneagram or not, we're just here to be curious there's so many things to learn and discover. Mm-hmm. We'll be coming at you next week with food. Is next week food? I, it's that or it's my chemical romance. I forget. <laughs> I forget which one. One of those two great topics. Hey, <laughs> okay, everybody. It's like, uh, next week we're either talking about my chemical romance or we might just talk about the general topic of food, which sounds hilarious. Or it's going to gonna be super fun. Um, thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out our website, lessermorecurious.com. We're pretty pumped about it. Um, it's fun. See you next week. 